Hello and welcome to the A to the K Wrestling Show and we are back with this week in wrestling kicking us off as always with Monday Night Raw. It is me, Run Monday Night Raw, draw, drawing the short. I need to stop drinking. You know, it rhymes and that, that's why. It's me um, on Monday Night Raw, drawing see, the short straw. Have we mentioned that we just interviewed down Dallas Page? Because as soon as Anthony just said then, it's me, all I could think of was DP. So. Um, Wait, yeah. we, we've just interviewed Diamond Dallas Page I think that deserves a self high five let's do it <laughs> um, so Raw for this week definitely this but still um, the card consisted of a six woman tag match kicking off the show Charlotte teamed up with Nia Jax and Shayna Bates to take on Asuka Mandy Rowe and Brooke with the latter picking up the win um, it was a latter match it was a latter match <laughs> no so Asuka Mandy Rose and Dana picked up the win in fashion um, MVP gives Braun Strowman a proposition. You want to be a star, don't you? <laughs> um, we get to see Jeff Hardy for the first time in a while, taking on. Oh yeah, Jinder Mahal. Who we get to see he's in the first in time WWE. in a while. And uh, oh, yeah, he's in WWE. wins, and you know Jeff Hardy still continues to lose for about. Um, we then got an eight-man tag match with RK Bro and the New Day teaming Bro. up to take on the tag champions AJ and Omos, as well as Elias and Jackson Riker. And uh, RK brand new. Oh, they're liking big old tag matches this week, aren't they? Fucking love it, mate. Fucking love it. Um, this next one was very unfortunate. We we had Sheamus taking on Umberto Carrillo, um, who got in the match. Sheamus was declared the winner. Umberto injury. Um, Cedric oh, Alexander. Shameless, you might say. <laughs> Cedric Alexander took on Shelton Benjamin, so the hit business. Um, bit of a fallout there, and Shelton picked up the win, which was a bit. Because naturally, when Bobby Lashley and MVP dump you, you fall out with each other. That yeah. makes sense. Do you not know that you can't have tag teams so you can't have stables? Fuck them. Um, yeah. Then we had Rhea Ripley taking on Asuka. That's right, Asuka again, double duty, uh, with Rhea Ripley picking up the win. Cool. Um, Damian Priest took on John Morrison, and he picked up the win there. And the main event of the evening, Bobby Lashley on Drew McIntyre, and Drew McIntyre won. Fired the score. Um So, highlights. Hardly a single fucking thing, Anthony. I'm not going to lie to you. This was Honestly, I, I, I glanced over that first note and I thought you were going to say Hardy. And I was like, no way. <laughs> no. But okay. Hardly. Hardly nope. a single fucking thing. So I pulled out two and I've literally pulled them out the fucking... De- so RK bro. <laughs> RK bro. Kind of. Right? So I liked Riddle in his backstage segment the New Day. Um, you know, it was different than usual, I guess. It was still the same shit, but it was actually entertaining. So I was like, okay, that was all right. And I also like the post-match thing. So obviously after uh, the four of them win, uh, Randy Orton turns on Davey Woods. And I just, it made me chuckle that Riddle was just like, this is why we don't have any friends. Um, so I, I, don't know. <laughs> I think people are loving this too much though, because inevitably they're going to end up feuding with each other. Yeah. And that's where this is going to go. It's where it was always going to go. And I think people are enjoying them as a, like an odd couple way too much. And even I am like, uh, you say, that was sort of one-liners are just fucking funny. That's it. And, and whoever it was, I think it was on Reddit or somewhere, wherever I saw it, whoever said that Riddle's gimmick in Kid from Home Alone is so fucking accurate. My God. That is literally, he just <laughs> talks, rambles, no one even knows he's there. But, um, I still kind of like it, but at the same time, it's also the kind of gimmick that gets real old. Slight side note though, apparently Riddle's like just an awesome guy. Like in real life, like to yeah. talk to, he's just fucking funny. He's really nice fella, really affable. Apparently, he's like you'll meet him at like a signing and stuff. People have said they've met him at signings before now, and he's spent about like forty minutes with the fans when he was only meant to give them five and stuff like that, just because he just fucking loves it. Fair Sounds like he's guy, a really awesome you know, dude. He does seem like an absolute legend, to be fair. Um, yeah. I mean, I imagine his timekeeping skills aren't the best. <laughs> but... Yeah, probably an issue. <laughs> Apparently, you know, if, if there's ever a, a you know a signing or an appearance booked in for 420, 
he seems to show up like clockwork. But, um, um, and my only other partial highlight, and even though I wasn't a fan of the outcome, Cedric and Shelton, good match. To be fair, you know both of Cedric them. Shelton. You know Cedric is a fan is a, a fan of the show. Yeah, I mean we used to make them jokes way back when uh, Rick O'Shea and Cedric um, being fans of the show, but obviously he is a friend of the show. Um, and you know, Actually, it's good. come on. I feel like we got weirdly close to Rick O'Shea when he. Um, oh, I don't know if it was um, the raw we haven't seen yet of this one when um, he stole shame. I think it must be this week that we haven't discussed or seen yet, and he yeah, stole Seamus's gear. Uh, stole Seamus's gear and wore it. I have no like, recollection. Stop oh. time traveler. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the match itself, I thought. I must was really go back good. to my own time now. <laughs> um, yeah, I was surprised that Shelton got the win. In a sense, like I can only assume that they're going to build. Like the outcome of this has to be to put the younger set over. Surely. Um, you you expect WWE to have an outcome? It's a, we <laughs> don't know what we want. That's yeah. where I'm going wrong. The expectation. Um, and then the Oshite Anthony first bullet point. The whole fucking show, basically. The whole um, effing show. Oh, it was, uh, so, it was awful. You know, it, it's becoming, it's not even enjoyable anymore. Like, if we didn't do this, you know, show, <laughs> I would not watch this fucking program. Okay. We are not wrestling fans. <laughs> I don't think show. I am anymore. Like, literally, why do you listen to us? Because we fucking hate wrestling. Um, <laughs> but no, like, Raw is dog shit. It's been dog shit for so long. This was just a prime example of how awful, truly, but it was just. So, why is it getting more viewers than everyone, Carl? Well, you say this, apparently, um, I'm not sure whether it was this one or the Raw that hasn't definitely happened yet, but apparently the ratings are fucking tanking lately. The dropping believe... still, this is the bit that makes me laugh, they're dropping, but they're still slightly more than SmackDown and loads more than NXT and AEW, so they're obviously doing the best because that's how numbers work. See, I don't think they're even more than SmackDown anymore at this point. I think SmackDown's like I, pulling I think... in like 2 million regular and this is like down to something now, so. Well, um, it's one of them things where it's almost like um, almost like AEW and NXT all over again because like some people are going, "See, Raw did better this week." It's like one week, one week it did better than SmackDown. Yeah. I feel Raw's almost like I almost want to echo that uh, the pipe bomb from CM Punk. <laughs> Raw's getting viewers despite itself. Well, it is like, it's in the billions when it should be in the billions. <laughs> it's the longest running fucking episodic fucking television show in like history basically and people watch it because it's a fucking it's a tradition it's yeah. <laughs> like they've watched, I watched it all their lives because it was on like i have I, it's impossible to make any plans on a monday night because i've only ever watched raw so i've got nothing else to do um so you just stick with it but where will i go exactly. what will i do um but yeah my god it's been awesome so the whole show video shite um alexa bliss i'm still a big fan don't get me wrong but she interrupted her opening women's match um on a swing why with lily and apparently she has her eye on one of them and i'm like well why? You look at the people in that match who the fuck do we care about her having her eye on um i don't want to see her against any of them in one-on-one activity her and charlotte i don't want to see that her versus naya we've seen that too many times her versus Shayna, maybe well, but they're not going to split let, hear me out here hear me out here when she got her eye on them doesn't necessarily mean a feud and I think, especially given what happens on SmackDown this week, I think we're going to have Nia being part of whatever Alexa is at the moment, as her enforcer, if you will. <laughs> uh, just throwing it out there, man. They get along really well. We have, <laughs> we have, but they're good friends. We've seen it before, and they'll want to do something with Nia now that maybe she's no longer the tag team champion. God, just saying. Why, why put that out into the universe? I can't see it happening because, because then Nia won't be able to do a little TikTok that she does. So. Obviously, of course you know, she will. can't break kayfabe that much. Ah, you can. Alexa still puts tweets out about her and her husband. It's not like she's in character all the time. True, but now she does cameos in character as well. Is she? <laughs> Just 400 and 
something dollars, maybe more now, <laughs> you can get Alexa to yell at you with Lily. Yeah, just one thousand of your uh, of your closest dollars plus your kidney, you can get a three second video message <laughs> yeah. from Alexa. It's mostly sponsored Lily. by WWE, probably. Yeah, <laughs> a three second uh, message followed by a fucking three minute advert. For, um, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's just same same pre-recorded three seconds to everybody. So either way, Anthony, I don't really get it because I don't want her to feud with any of them and I certainly don't want her to team back up with Nia Jack. So either way, it's looking like it's going into a shit show and that's a bit of a shame. Um, the next O-Show. Bit of a shame is. Oh. Um, <laughs> nice, nice little segue. Um, and it is a bit of a shame unfortunately. Umberto, um, he, you know, he had that that little run, didn't he, about like a year ago, he was on Dradains and all that kind of stuff. And he disappeared. An angel for a while. Spent ages working on his physique and his, you know, all that good stuff. He'd come back, he's finally getting TV time on a weekly basis again, and it looks like he's pretty seriously in. So um, he tried a sunset flip over the ropes um, with Seamus, and Seamus pretty much landed pelvis slash like hip slash knee. So he's definitely fucked. You know, the match was called off due to injury. Um, but hopefully, you know, there's nothing too serious. I don't think anything's come out to say how bad it was. Um, and obviously, even though we are in the future, of course, I haven't actually watched Raw this week, so I don't know if he was on it, but I don't think he was. Um, so hopefully, whatever, it is, um, he recovers uh, pretty soon and we get to see him back because it'd be a shame to derail um, his momentum that he's managed to build back up again um, just from injury. So not good. Um, and my final O'Shea, Anthony, I think you'll get a kick out of this one. I've got... Braun, fucking choo-choo, Strowman, raw, I'm a monster, raw, choo-choo. Um, it's the only way I can possibly up, describe Braun Strowman and his character. Like, who gives a fuck about Braun? Why, why is he in this match? But literally, you know, we'll get on to the actual results of the pay-per-view, but he was only inserted in this match, Bobby or Drew, gymnastic, whichever way they went. Um, I hate, I'm beginning to hate triple sets for this reason. Yeah. Anytime I see a triple set now, I'm like, you're there to eat the pin. But you and saw it. You saw it from Dave Batista as well. You know, he was fuming, wasn't he, when he saw the, the match was a triple threat. And he said, you seriously going to do Asuka like that? You're going to have Asuka eat the pin? And lo and behold, it may or may not. We'll get to that. Um, but anyway, that. that was Raw. That was a whistle-stop tour of Raw. You know, that's got to be the fastest you've ever done it, 11 minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> ultimate um, rating for this whole show is a 0.5. And that's probably been the stuff on there which, you know, had glimmers of, okay, mm, like, the main events with Drew and Bobby was okay, but even then with shenanigans. Yeah, I just think it's, it's so lost. It's a massive shake-up, and, yeah, it's just not the, just not the, the flagship show. I still, um, I still haven't got my soundbite yet, so apologies, Carl, but I think this would be a good time for that soundbite. Is it? But it all was bullshit. Certainly was. it was. Um, <laughs> ironically, we've got the Bobby Roode glorious just waiting. We still um, can't fucking use it. After how many weeks ago. But... Um, I, I can't I, I can't I like disagreeing with you I'll be honest it's fun but uh, I can't give it a one I just can't do it like it, it doesn't deserve one so yeah I'm with you doesn't 0. deserve 5. one you're right so doesn't deserve a one 0.5 raw is oh. shite and now let's go on to the more superior show on NXT. the brighter side on the brighter side of this Carl Tuesday night NXT I'll give you the card but dare I say it not a bad week so we start the show surprisingly with Karrion Cross going up against Austin Theory with Karrion uh, Cross taking a win, as I'm sure everyone would expect. We then saw MSK going up against Bree Zango with MSK taking the win. We then saw Pete Dunne going up against Leon Ruff with uh, Pete Dunne taking the win. We saw Raquel Gonzalez go up against Mercedes Martinez with Raquel Gonzalez taking the win. We saw a new stable, a new faction 
um, debuting with a bit of a promo known as Hit Row. And this is um, Isaiah Scott's new faction, including some faces you might recognize, such as uh, Ashanti the Adonis. Um, and they cut a bit of a scathing promo. They're going to change the landscape of Phoenix, you know, the usual bollocks. Um, we then had a match between Kyle O'Reilly and Oney Larkin with Kyle O'Reilly taking the win. And then we closed the night out, Carl, with Kushida going up against Santos Escobar in a two out of three falls match for the Cruiserweight title with Kushida taking the win, securing two wins over Escobar's one. That was the card. And a stacked mm. card it was, Carl. As far that as highlights... on paper, wasn't it? Ah, it was, no, no, I think it was good in real life this time, Carl. In fact, my highlight, and it is only one highlight um, with a particular mention because I couldn't really just pinpoint specific highlights because all in all, I think this was a decent all-round show. Everything hit the mark for me. It was like there was some really good matches there. There was not really anything that I'm like, oh, that shouldn't have happened. That was ridiculous. This, that, bullshit. It was just a good card. And particularly what I really liked about this, and I don't know how you feel about it, Carl, but I really loved the main event being for the Cruiserweight title and showing some respect to the Cruiserweight title. It was a fucking banger of a match. And I just, I love the fact, like, look how elevated the the Cruiserweight title is being on NXT than it ever was on the main show. And I just, I love the fact that they showed it that, that bit of respect and made it the main event of the night. I really do. Yeah, agreed. That, was my, that was my main and probably one of my only major highlights, uh, which is interesting. Uh, so as far as those go, Carl, I actually haven't really got any. It was a solid show. The only two things I would probably say is, again, I, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I did mention it under me scoring, but I'll mention it now that I, I'll explain me scoring shortly. But this show would get a lot higher score from me if I was more invested in the stories. So that's kind of an oshite in the sense of like, ding, ding, ding. It's, it's the investment in the story. There are stories there. It is fleshed out enough. And it's so, there's some solid matches there. But I'm just not, personally me, I'm not invested in like Kyle O'Reilly. You know, and th- that is a person that some people fucking love him. So some people are going to rate this much higher. And I don't, I wouldn't disagree with them for doing so. But for me, it's that investment in the stories that is probably lacking. Um, and that one's a bit of a personal thing. The other O'Shea Carl, I'm sure everyone can agree with, is the Cameron Grimes. Yep. Like, it was funny the first time. It's again, he Wasn't goes there? to buy a mansion of some bollocks. <laughs> I can't even remember what this one was. Um, That's it. It's so formulaic, isn't it? Cameron Grimes does something. Oh, Million Dollar Man did it first. It's like, really? Yeah. Every week? And the But the, the, gate, the bit I keep coming back on, and I, I won't mention it again, I promise, but I'll mention it again this week because they just keep doing the same thing, is where's it going? It, Cameron Grimes has got absolutely no direction at the minute because this isn't going to go... They, we're not going to get a mad match between DiBiase and... Unless they go full fucking swerve on me here, right? And suddenly DiBiase Jr. makes his return to WWE and goes in a feud with Cameron Grimes. This isn't fucking going nowhere. I mean, he could... The only thing that could fucking happen. He, they, they could have uh, DiBiase as like some kind of manager or somebody else. So not, not necessarily his son, no. but like... You know, maybe he's going to be a manager again in some kind of capacity. But yeah, it seems like it's just a dead end, isn't it? It's been done. It feels so many like times. It, it does. And I think, you know, they announce next week they're going to have a face off or something. It's like, wow. Do what? Yeah, exactly. Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Not me. Yeah. So the, those being my only O'Shites, Carl, and it being an all round solid NXT, uh, one of the best I've seen in a while, uh, I'm actually going to give it a three out of five. And it, I dare say it might have got a four. Had had I've been more invested in a lot of what's going on, like certain things, and I don't want to harp on too much, but certain things like um, I would be 
more enthused if Pete Dunne was going up against Karrion Cross instead of mm-hmm. building towards Finn Balor and Karrion Cross again. You know, certain things like that, and they're all personal preference, but that that is for me why it gets a three and not a four. But it was a very solid week. Okay, um, I'm going to go middle of the road. I'm going to give it two and a half, and I think that's because NXT is so for me. It is. It's got match quality, and it has that every single week. I just don't care about anything that they do. And I don't know whether... I, I can't put my finger on it, whether it's the talent, whether it's the storytelling. I don't know what it is. But, like, you look at that card, and on paper, you're like, oh, yeah, that probably looks all right. But then you think about it, and you're like, well, what really happened again? Like, obviously, you know, excluding the main event, what really happened? just, like, nothing. Like, again, I don't like Kyle O'Reilly, personally. I just think it... Okay, yeah. fine. I don't get it. But, okay, people do sound... Pete Dunn, I like him, but him versus Leon Ruff, eh. You know, MSK mm. versus Breezango, yeah, I like both teams, so I want to see them against each other. Not really, because Breezango are, are nothing, are they, at the minute? You know, Well, they're just the veterans, and the MSK were going to go over, and if they didn't, it would have been fucking stupid, because well, the it. veterans need to push the new talent. Exactly. So it's just, it's, you know, the match quality has never been a problem for me with NXT. It's more the fact I just don't care about any of them anymore. Well, before we move on, though, Carl, can I ask about uh, Gonzalez Martinez because that is a mirror match, and you're that quite a fan a, of those yeah, mirror matches. I mean, to be fair, you called you, you called that one really well, so that is something which obviously I've spoken about for a while. So that was one of the you know factors behind my rating, basically, because I like the main event, I like that, and you know the match quality was fine, but I just I just don't care enough about the bulk of the show, and that's where the problem is. So again, I, I don't know if it's the characters, I don't know if it's the storylines, I don't know what it is, but I look at them and I'm just like, meh. Like, it's not must-see really care about them. And it's the problem they need to address for me. As soon as they start building them characters more than just guys who can put on great matches, then, you know, that's when I'll, I'll start to care. But, no, it was, you know, the show was fine. It was solid. It's middle of the road because it's it's more of the same. It's NXT is a company that puts on deep quality wrestling matches but doesn't get mm. me invested that much in them. Yeah. I think that's fair. It's similar to the... Like, I probably care a little bit more than you, but we both echo a similar concern with it. Yeah. So it, I find that interesting. Okay. So moving on to AEW. Moving on up. Dynamite. Um, in what I thought was a pretty decent show, so I'm keen to get your thoughts on it as well. But the card... So we kicked off the show with the IWE title on the line. John Moxley took on Yuji Nagata, and he defended his title for the win. Um, we had Cody Rhodes making a huge announcement for Double or Nothing. The tag titles were on the line, and so were the careers, pretty much, of SCU. Um, as the Young Bucks took on SC, and if SCU lost, they would have to break up. Young Bucks win in what was a fantastic match, and now SC no more. We have a Christian Cage interview. Haven't seen him for a couple of weeks, so I'm checking it again. Um, <laughs> just interviews are saying, hey, everybody. Christian Cage talks. You need to have that. Um, then we have a... What should have been a fucking fantastic match, but again, stuff happened. I don't want to take away from it too much. Was Orange Cassidy took on Pack, um, which ended in a double countout. Now the stipulation for this match was the winner would go on to face Kenny Omega at Double or Nothing. Um, double countout. What does that mean? Well, I'll tell you about that later. Um, we have Adam Hangman Page challenging Brian Cage, um, and I thought this was really well done. Obviously, Cage uh, Hangman got two ago. Um, and as a result, we saw Hangman drop down the rankings from number one to number five. Um, so there's a lot on the line and there's a lot of storyline behind why we should see this again. We have the pin- the pinnacle coronation. So uh, obviously a blood and guts. They got the victory over the inner circle. So it should have been their moment to shine, but it wasn't because she in a circle. We have a Britt Baker interview. Always good to hear from uh, Britt MD. 
Um, and once again, she absolutely killing it on her promos. Uh, we have Thunder Rosa making a return to yeah. action. Yeah, yeah, on Dynamite. She took on Jasmine Allure in what was pretty much a fucking squash, to be fair. Um, Thunder Rosa picking up the win. And then As Anthony, it should be the main event of the evening. And I'd love to get your thoughts on this. We talked through it. The TNT title on the line. Darby Allen on Miro. Your new face of TNT, potentially future. Miro, new champion. So that was the card. That was the show. Highlights for me. And there's a, so firstly, hard hitting opener. You know, I feel like a broken record. Every single week, AEW, we are going to start this show with something fucking boss. This was no different. Um, Great match. Um, the problem I had with it, but not enough to make it an no shite. I don't know who Nagata is, right? Now, you've obviously got a lot of people who follow, you know, the Japanese territory and you follow all the indies. One thing that AEW tends to do is they will lean into, like, our fans also watch New Japan. They lean into that yeah. massively. So yeah. when you're the odd fans like us who don't really watch New Japan, you, it does kind of lose you. Well, exactly. And I don't think they did enough to build up Nagata for the casual audience. We just um, want a video package, guys. That's, that's it. all we like, need. That's all we needed. Um, and maybe it was out there, but just not on any channels that I saw. Maybe if you watch... Before the match. Dark and stuff like that. But yeah, a couple of know, minutes before the match, give us a ideally, quick video package. Yeah, ideally we would have got something to make us care a bit more. But look, you can't deny the physicality of the match itself. And Mox retained, as we kind of thought he would do. But solid opening. I just wish that you know I knew who Nagata was, because maybe I would have cared a bit more about it. But yeah, can't argue with good opener. The next one, fucking hell. What a hell of a match, right? The Young Bucks fucking reinvigorated his heels, man. They are so much better. And I called this weeks and weeks ago. I hated them as faces. And now we've had this heel turn. It's the best thing ever. They are so much, fucking so much better than what they were. Um, but mm. I'm so emotionally invested in this storyline because, you know, again, CD, Christopher Daniels, friend of the show. Um, effectively, this is his retirement, um, which is... I know. A sad thought. Obviously, they teased for a while now. And again, this is something that goes to show it's it's longer term. But your storytelling and not just, you know, by the cuff um, or off the cuff or by, you know, by the seat of the pants, whatever the Um But yeah, so we knew for a while whenever SEU lost, that was going to be the end of them. Obviously, they had gone on undefeated for quite a long amount of time. And I was on the edge of my fucking seat this whole match because yeah. there was loads of... But- it was legit stakes, or it felt legit yeah. stakes to this. You know it what I mean? It was important. I cared. You know, there were so many false finishes. And, you know, there were so many times where I thought SEU was actually going to win it and it was going to swerve. And, yeah, you know, distractions, interferences, everything about it. And, you know... And by all accounts, man, CD was beat up after it as well. I mean, I know he's got a bit of flack as well because, obviously, he went for the um, the best moonsault ever and did botch it a little bit. Um, so we had to like it again. Um but I mean, fucking hell! Like, if you look at the amount of violence he went through, look at his eye, look at the pictures he posted. Like, oh, yeah. he was legitimately fucked up after this match. But oh, yeah. um, I don't know. Also, something about the young bucks. So this is very kind of marmite with them. Um, but they did something in this match. So they tried to emulate Shawn Michael retiring Ric Flair, and the oh, very mm. over the top did the whole "I'm sorry, I love you" thing. And some people loved it, some people hated it. I'm. I kind of lean more towards the liking it camp. I didn't love it. It was a bit like a, but at the same time, I don't know. It helped. It helped their characters. I thought because they are meant to be the cocky, like. Little show I off. think that's the thing. If they'd have tried to do it in any sort of seriousness, yeah. like, and I'm not being, I, I sound like I'm being bitchy here, but like, if if it had been like a almost like a, uh, this is probably quite bitchy. I'm sorry, but uh, like a Cody, like I don't realize that this does comes across more arrogant than anything kind of moment where Cody's genuinely doing something like that, mm-hmm. but it doesn't fly. 
then it'd feel worse. But I think because they are playing the arrogant cunts, basically, the fact that they're almost joking about that does really sell into the character. If they'd have tried to, and they could have, they could have been faces and tried to sell that seriously. It wouldn't, I wouldn't have put it past them. But the the, the way the character work was, I I think that actually worked quite well. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So I'm 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 more kind of on the fence of them, you know, of it being a, a, a positive, if you will. But yeah, I didn't love it, but at the same time, I thought it was a nice little for them as heel characters. Mm. Um, it had a bit of flair. <laughs> we. Ah, uh, uh, me or Robbie. Uh, um, <laughs> that was pretty. Um, we then had Pack taking on Orange Cassidy, which was still really good. Um, I think we know, and obviously you think about their previous match quite a bit, um, that the two oh, have yeah. got, you know, great chemistry together. Unfortunately, what hampered this match was the injury to Orange Cassidy. Um, so he was legitimately knocked out um, partway through this match. And apparently... Again, People just thought it was part of his gimmick. Well, yeah. Uh, he's just really lazy. Um, but, you know, again, it's their cheat, so believe what you want to believe. But apparently the finish of the match was actually changed on the fly. The original plan was meant to have been a 20-minute time limit draw. Um, but, yeah, that didn't happen and so they kind of on the fly changed it to the point where it'd be like a double count out because ultimately the finish or the outcome was always meant to be a triple threat but it was meant to be for a different reason but if that is the case and again i don't know this for gospel so it could be wrong but if that was the case that was actually a better decision i think because omega came out like the smarmy little asshole that he is and it basically came across as him causing his own problem as opposed to the draw they happened to draw uh so yeah yeah, it's a, it actually, whether it was intentional or not, it actually sells a better story in some senses. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So now Omega's kind of like, he came out thinking he was like, ah, I have to wrestle none of them, and he has to wrestle both. Like, that is much better for his character. So, you know, I don't know what that means for the original plan versus this. Like, if the plan was for a, for a time limit draw, then mm, that may have been a bit more of a damp squid. But obviously, if this was them acting on the fly, <laughs> then kudos to them, because I think it made it, you know, yeah and let's face it us as the audience we never knew what the result was meant to be we're just getting told that it was changed on the fly yeah. might have always been the plan you just never know now the next one anthony polarizing as fuck so i'd love to get your thoughts on it for me this bear this barely scrapes a highlight but i'm gonna give it a highlight so fuck it right but the bubbly truck now yeah it, but i it, didn't like it is it okay <laughs> is i'll it, tell you that now is it a total ripoff of the beer truck from austin definitely yep um, that's been done before when Kurt Angle did it with the milk fantastic yep. still great we loved it this was a little bit more underwhelmed to say that the truck felt a bit smaller less less of a spectacle the execution wasn't as polished um, but ultimately it got the next you know it did what it needed to do it basically without another altercation or a fight or whatever the inner circle would do something to the pinnacle that allowed for a follow-up match MJF to go, okay, fuck it. Well, so it got the two like the two factions where okay. they needed to go. I, uh, I like the fact that we're heading to another stadium stampede. I enjoyed the last one quite a lot, right? But the the thing with the truck for me was just that, like, it's not even so much the Well, it is the truck because I'm like, don't echo stuff that was done better, you know. But at the same time, I'm like, the whole bubbly thing seems to have um, gone on the bubble. Uh, um, they don't seem to reference it as much now anyway. And then they're trying to bring it back. And it's like, I feel like I'm a bit, I'm sat here a bit like, look, guys, it was a fun few weeks. We had a lot of laughs with it. But the whole bubbly thing and a little bit of the bubbly, it's kind of done. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, get some new jokes. See, I don't know. Because if you think about it, you know, fair dues, AW went in pretty hard with obviously the little bit of the bubbly and bringing up all this kind of stuff. But 
you know, ultimately, you know that Jericho loves a little bit of the bubbly. So whether or not they bring it up every two minutes is irrelevant. It's almost like saying that Stone Cold, you know, we know he drinks beer. So if we see him again, you know, at some point after him not drinking beer for a couple of weeks and he pops open a beer, it's in character because he loves beer. So for me, it wasn't, you know, super far removed from them as characters or anything like that. It could have been done much better. Like the execution of it wasn't fantastic and it has been done. I was a bit like, uh, but... Do you know what I think? A lot. I suppose then, because you're quite right about Austin. I suppose the issue I've got then is it feels less organic than Austin having a beer. Which is fair. Obviously, we had we've had a big thing about the the bubbly and so on and so forth, and then we had the mimosa match, for example, which was after a while, and then they were like, still did it, and then we haven't really heard about it again for a while, but now it's like, oh yeah, you know, remember he drinks bubbly, so. Yeah, maybe it's too long in between this kind of thing, but at the know, same time... Let's face it, we'd both be moaning about Sean Spears if he kept trying to bring up the fucking chairman thing over and over. You know <laughs> what I mean? We would. It's a similar thing, saying, that's my thing now. I drink exactly. bubbly. It's like, yeah, yeah, we exactly. get it. So I don't think he needs to do it all the time. I think where it falls flat is that it was probably the worst execution of this particular spot um, as we've seen in recent years. But at the same time, as someone who was a big fan of a lot of the crazy shenanigans we saw in the Attitude Era, it was, you know, it... it What's, what's the word? It, it tweaked my, you know... Reminis- nostalgia. Yeah, it tweaked my nostalgia. Um, So, yeah, even though it wasn't amazing, I still popped for it. That's why I said it barely scrapes it, but it's getting a highlight from me. Um, Britt Baker, fucking hell. She gets better and better every time she's on that mic. Excellent promo. Even more great heel work from her. I just think she's got to dethrone Sheeta. Like, she has to. Like, there's never been a more prime is, moment for someone to do this. I know. This is so set that, like, it, they do not pull the trigger on this. It'd be yeah. so surprising. Like she's got to, she's got to be the next champ, surely. You'd hope so. Um, but then again, the next highlight, Thunder Rosa. May, maybe she will get in her path. But you know, it was nice to see Thunder Rosa back on a dynamite show for the first time in a while. Um, but more interestingly, the yeah, she's been she's been hanging around dark for a bit, hasn't she? Well, that was it. She's been on dark. Obviously, she's back in NWA as well. Um, but the fact it was such a squash, um, I enjoyed it. Like I've said before, I'm a fan of a squash match when it makes sense and. And no anytime Thunder squashing someone, it makes fucking sense. It seriously does. Um, but, you know, we haven't seen it for a while. It was a nice reintroduction to people who haven't, you know, who don't watch these other shows. Yeah, um, because so. like you say, they've been using her fairly sp- sparingly. So anyone who's maybe new to Dynamite, yeah, they got an idea of who she is and how badass she is. So, yeah, well, I, I totally agree with you that. Know, we know that she wants that NWA title back and again at some point, probably on a new television. So, um, yeah, we needed to reintroduce her to the, the fan and this way. It was a good way to do it, I think. Do you think we could see Thunder get the, the NWA title back and then we see title versus title between Aaron and Britt at some point? I mean, their feud is not over, so I definitely think we'll see them two again. I, I'd um, love to see Britt get the belt first, though, before yeah, they got it. Me too. Whether or not it's going to be Thunder chasing Britt for the AEW title or whether it's going to be title versus title or, yeah, don't really know what, what the plan would be, but I definitely think they have to lock up again. Yeah. I think, sadly, the only problem with title versus title, if you do it, like... Whoever wins gets both belts. It then starts echoing like a female version of the belt collector, doesn't it? So I don't really want to yeah. mirror. I don't really think it needs to mirror that in any way. But that's the only reservation I have over it. Otherwise, definitely want to see those two um, go up against each other again. Um, and then my final highlight, Anthony, the main event. So fucking. I know you're not the biggest fan of Derby. Uh, I seriously just seem to like the guy more and more every. Um, he's just he's always full throttle. Hey, look, right? uh, Organ. I am no, not gonna no, Darby at all. Darby's back. a great guy. <laughs> don't do any back steps. I think honestly, um the comparisons he gets to the likes of Jeff Hardy, I think are detrimental to him because I'm also 
I know you're not the mass, uh, massive fan of Jeff Hardy either. I do like Jeff, but at the same time, I think he's overrated. Whereas Darby, I think... I think he stands in his own right. He is somebody who has come onto the scene out of fucking nowhere. He was capable of putting on like five-star caliber matches with pretty much everyone he gets in the ring with. And it's not always the same shtick. It is, you know, he can play that aggressor. He can play the underdog. He can play, you know, the fucking psychopath. It's always something slightly different. You know, there was a point in this match where, you know, I talk about him being full throttle. He fucking does a suicide dive at the ring and literally pinballs off fucking Miro. It's not even like, you know, it was just unbelievable actually watching it. He just fucking bounced off him. And it's like, wow, you know, it makes such a difference to see somebody. And, you know, maybe it's not going to do him a lot of good in, in the long run in terms of, you know, the longevity of his career. But every time he goes out there, he puts fucking everything on the line and it shows. And it's always such an entertaining match. And I'm made up for Miro. The amount of shit he got coming over from WWE and the amount of shit AW got for like, oh, I thought AW was meant to be the place for, you know, people who didn't make it into WWE and to make them better and, you know, video game gimmick, the, which is right, really, because we, we all Honestly, though, mate, like, you can't win. Like, it wasn't a great gimmick. And I think, in all honesty, regardless of what you did with his time, I don't think they should have pulled the trigger on him straight away. So I'm happy they've waited. Um, but you can't make anyone happy. He's won the title now, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he's won like a, a second tier title in a lower rate show. Well yeah. done." And it's like you, you just can't make any fucker happy. Well, exactly. To be honest, like I mean, if he would have come in straight away and won the world title, being like, "Oh fucking hell, yeah, you got your shitty, you know, Rusev who couldn't make raise your champion," uh, you know. So you're right. You can't. You can't win either way. But main event, I thought was uh, was fantastic. Slight oh shite about it was um, the post match shenanigans. Obviously, Lance Archer coming out and stuff as well. I'm I'm keen to see Miro and Lance Archer. Don't get me wrong, but it would have been nice to just let them celebrate them. But there's a couple of things like yeah. that which happened, um, which I can kind of come on to. To be fair, um, in the Oshites now. Yeah, yeah. So, um, firstly, just a just a minor one. I don't know what no, your thoughts are. Didn't like it. John Moxley has a new yeah, team. Song. Fucking hated it. Wild thing. Are you fucking, fucking stupid? Serious? I really hope that was a one-off. That was fucking stupid. It did it not awful. suit him. It was rubbish. Like, don't get me wrong. I am a big fan of licensed tracks. And I think, you know, the Orange Cassidy one does suit him to a degree. Does it suit Chris Statlander in that? Probably not. We were coming out to it. But it suits Orange Cassidy, so it makes sense. Wild thing for fucking John Boy. Like, it just, just doesn't suit him John at all. Like, really? Wow. It's just, even, like... What annoys me more is it was that version of Wild Thing as well. If mm. they'd have done a more rocked up version to suit his style, I would have lived with it more. Yeah. But no, don't even fucking do that. Just didn't suit at all. Didn't like it. Um, the next one, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> one, of the, one of these days, <laughs> one of these days, I will put yeah. Cody Rhodes on my highlights and I will rejoice because I seriously like this guy. I like him a lot. I just can't comprehend what he's doing to his character. His <laughs> literal character. I, I genuinely, I genuinely hope that this is a work. I really hope this is a work. I hope he knows how tone deaf this was. I really do. I mean, he needs to, otherwise, you know, the future, the future of AW if, is not in good hands. Really, look, if a if a go go doesn't go over him now after this, then they. That's what I don't understand. He's meant to obviously. He comes out. He cuts a promo like on patriotism basically and i get it on paper this whole thing makes sense he wants to get the american dream um and the american dream is obviously that thing that a lot of people go to the us for to live the american anthony agogo just happens to be from the uk so if you really go on a roundabout way about it yeah we've got this whole us versus uk but really anthony agogo has come to the us to live the american dream but cody's the american the american nightmare 
And yeah, I don't really know why it's about patriotism or in the fact it's like, ah, oh, you're from a different country. Let's use that. Um, but also where, where, where it took a, a bit of a, you know, a South turn for me. And I know Brandy's come out to defend this, to be happy and stuff, but why did he make such a big fucking deal about segregation, pat himself on the back for having a black wife? And I mean, a go-go is obviously mixed race or, you know, part black at least. So I didn't really get it. Um, I, to be honest, I didn't like, like, I'm not, I don't want to get into this. I really don't want to get into this. Like, for, like it's not an argument between Britain and, and America by any stretch, but like most of America's history is mm-hmm. around the sort of the, the, the slavery and those sort of issues you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's like i don't know it's it's kind of why, why would you put that argument in against a go-go who's british it's like like you say even the fact that he's mixed race it's like well that's not really an argument to have but the fact that it's like well like what what like like both countries have had like um that sort of history but um like i think it's kind of been quite not recent well it's recent enough you know mm. like i don't know it's it's a really it felt really tone deaf and a bit weird it really yeah. did and something else has bothered me as well and i hope this isn't the case i hope he is just an emotional guy but something i love about cody Rhodes' uh, promos how raw and real do they feel um for like a lot of the time and uh, when he gets upset talking about his dad and talking about all that kind of stuff you do proper feel it and you feel for the guy now mm. as part of this he goes on about having you know like a mixed race daughter and stuff like that and he, he almost does the little like cry thing that he normally does, but I don't know. And I don't want to say it wasn't genuine, but I just didn't get the same vibes from it. Maybe that's because it, the, the whole promo itself didn't resonate with me, but yeah, I don't know. It just, the whole thing I think... felt a little bit flat and I feel like this whole thing is being built up, you know, because he said, oh, well, you know, a go-go, you didn't come here to live the England dream. It's like, wow, what a roundabout way of getting to the fact that you mean for a night. It's like, it feels like that's all it is. He's gone, I want to be see... American dream. American dream, Britain. Yeah, okay, we'll do this with the go-go and it's like, forced but this is why this is why i need a go-go to go over because this isn't about like it's so like it's too on the nose it needs to be like a thing where it's like he's get he's get he's got to be he's got to know what he's doing he's got to be giving him the rub surely mm-hmm. if they if they don't ultimately land in their match and he gets the win over cody i'm going to be kind of pissed off because like what was that about do you know what i mean Who's like right him? so this whole thing was an exercise in stroking your ego mm. I, I i don't know I, i'm hoping he's more self-aware than that i really am um, and then my last oh shite. Um, so I mentioned this slightly uh, before, but SCU breaking up, it's a big fucking deal, right? Yep. So Christopher Daniels is probably now retired for good from all companies. You will never see him again. Wrestle, mm. most likely. Um, and after all this, um, after the outcome of the match, and it, you know it's sinking in, they cut away to a backstage segment between John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, like wrecking the fucking, you know, what are they called? What are they called? The... Elite mm. fucking locker room or whatever. And it's like, really? That just, I don't know, it felt like a lack of respect. It's like, why not just give the story the time it needed yeah, it's to like, be able to just reflect on, okay, this it, is the end? I agree. It does seem to be one thing that they miss on is like, they, they won't give things time to sort of settle in. Let us sort of take in that moment. It is really, like, they've done it a few times now. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I totally agree. So, yeah, it's one of them. I think they, they have to learn from their mistakes eventually. And this one was, it felt like a, a poor production just but that being said the show on the whole i enjoyed it quite significantly um i was toying between a four and a three and a half for this and i think based on some of the stuff we've just spoken about then and how they probably were um i have to give it a three <laughs> and a half and i think the card itself was really stacked and it got me invested in a lot of the matches um but yeah i think some of the follow-through was a little bit yeah left a little bit to be unfortunately but another solid show though definitely the best show of the week again 
least it. Yeah, I'd probably have to agree with you. You know, I've been giving it some thought, and uh, I'm going to land on a three and a half as well. Bloody hell, you're so, so agreeable. I just today. copy you totally this week, but yeah. <laughs> Sad. Okay, let's move on Sad. to the well, Friday night show. Smack that. Smack it. Okay. So as far as the card goes, Carl, we open the night as we like to do with the Roman Reigns slash Jey Uso, Jimmy Uso, Heyman, whatever. Those combination of people doing some sort of opening promo. That's what we have because that's how SmackDown opens. We then had Natty and Tamina going up against Nia and Shayna for the tag titles with Natty and Tamina taking the win and the titles. We then saw some sort of promo or whatever from Apollo, kind of, with Big E and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and that big tall guy that we're not allowed to call Dabakato anymore, but he's whatever, it's Dabakato. <laughs> um, we then had Rey Mysterio going up against Dolph Ziggler because, hey, they're going to be in a tag team match, so fuck it, let's put them in a singles match right now. With Rey Mysterio taking the win. We then had a promo from Bailey because it's match promo, match promo, match promo. That's how we're going to do this tonight. <laughs> Um, with Bailey just saying things about stuff. We then had Shinsuke going up against Baron Corbin, with Baron Corbin taking the win. Uh, and Shinsuke doing... Is it Healy Things? I, I'm really confused. With, uh, let's talk about that some more shortly, but is, is Healy Things? Maybe? Yeah, really and then we close the night off with Cesaro going up against Jimmy Uso with no decision because I didn't fucking write it, but shenanigans ensued, so I'm not sure if anyone actually won, but whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> so calm highlights it was okay um what i don't like and it happens a lot is this is all about getting everyone in their starting positions for backlash so that's what the night was about you know what i mean like everything related to backlash in a way so we had the roman setting up for his match at backlash we had apollo um or whatever the fuck they were doing for a match at backlash which may not work you can see where they were going may not have actually worked out um we saw Rey mysterio having a match with dolph because they're gonna have a match at backlash everything was like bailey cut a promo unnecessarily because she's gonna have a match at backlash they, just, they didn't need any more talking on this we would have remembered they were having a match it's totally fine to not do something but fuck it we did it anyway and it, i don't know i just it, it was it was okay but it was all about getting backlash ready and this was a highlight that I turned into moaning but essentially that's all I can say as far as a highlight that it was it was okay it was a decent <laughs> smackdown just not a lot going on uh the two main oh shites that I will highlight and one of them we need to discuss a fair bit but the first one is Shinsuke and Corbin maybe going into some sort of feud for a crown is that how we're going to change the king of the ring thing now we're not going to actually have a king of the ring tournament we're just going to you just beat the shit out of him steal his crown well, Anthony, don't you know he's the king of strong, sky, strong style, so he needs a crown, doesn't he? That's all, that's all this is going to come down to. But what was Triple H going to come out next? Is him with a hammer and go, I'm the king of king, give Probably. me a crown? Probably. But what puzzles me with this is like Shinsuke was a face and Baron Corbin has been a heel for God knows how long. But Baron Corbin's been doing this for a while now, right? And I, I got off the hate train with Baron Corbin a little while ago, as you know, Cal. But he seems to come out and he'll try and have a match with people who are faces. And they'll do shady, healy bullshit to him, but he's still the bad guy. And I'm not quite sure what this booking is. And this feels like another one of them where it's like, yeah, Shinsuke was a dick there, but he did it to Baron, so it's fine. Like, I'm not sure what we're aiming for here. Like, it's because you know, Baron he, Corbin, he lost, but Baron Corbin is X Pac, and people will fucking boo the shit out of him, regardless of whether he's meant to be a good guy or a bad guy. And so I'm fine with succumbs. as an audience we're, we're as an audience we're a fickle bunch, right? Mm -hmm. And he might be getting that X pack heat, and people might boom regardless whether he's meant to be face or heel. But what puzzles me more is that WWE leaning into it and going, well, yeah, you can do whatever you want to Baron because people are going to hate Baron anyway. So yeah, have him do some really heely shit. Doesn't it's fine. Like Rey Mysterio and that were doing this, or the when um, 
Otis was a good guy. He was doing similar things. It's like, but you can't just go, well, he can do a bad guy thing and be a bit of a cunt because it's Corbin. It's like, it has to make sense to the person as well. That isn't something that that person would do. But apparently it is now. So, yeah, I find that really odd. And the feud for a crown is kind of stupid too, if that's where they're going. My next show, Shai Carl, is, uh, and this one may, may need a bit of talking. How do you feel about the tag title change? A lot of people have been like, it's about damn time. You might notice it's in my shite, so I'm asking this question, so it might give an indication of how I feel. <laughs> so, I agree. It's probably about time. Do I think it should have been the time for Natalia and Tamina? Maybe not. I think this is now... I don't think we are going to see Natalia and Rock up as heavily everything as sorry as um, Naya and Shayna have been. Um, oh. So, for me, I think this is the women's tag titles taking more of a backseat. And that's why I'm not a big fan of it. That being said, Naya and Shayna have run the car. Like run, it's gone on far too long. There's been so many times they've teased, you know, you're letting us, you're letting the side down, break up, whatever. They need to just break yeah. up, have a feud, go their own. Separately. See, this is the weird thing. Like, I'm happy that they've lost the titles because I'd never liked them as a tag team anyway. Right. What I'm not happy with is the they've, they're trying to tell us that there was like this big beef between Tamina and Naya Jax that came out of nowhere for me. Like, it was like two weeks strong of like. We, we don't like each other. There's conflict. It's like, did, did you not like each other? Like, was that a thing? Because to me, there's not been on TV for fucking decades. I think literally it's got the gun. Them two are Samoan. Let's put like a little sub-storyline in there. But it's like, build it up. Like, mm-hmm. the last time I saw Tamina was on a karaoke thing, right? On SmackDown. Nothing to do with Nia. And then she comes back like a couple of weeks ago, tag teaming with Natty, and apparently really doesn't like Nia Jax, and we're going to have a feud there kind of. And now it's like, oh, look, she finally won. It's like, but they've been feuding for like a week. And I'm glad that the titles have changed hands. I'm just not kind of, I'm not that thrilled with who they've changed hands to. I mean, Why can you still have the likes of the Riot Squad not getting a shot with the fucking tag titles? It doesn't see, make any sense to me. I was I was interested then to see who else you would list. Because my question was going to be, if not them, who the fuck else do you give it to other than the Riot Squad? There's no tag the teams. Only, the only tag team that actually exists in the women's division, Carl, the Riot Squad... And they have not had the titles ever. Yeah, of course not. That, that's fucking stupid. That's yeah. ludicrous. So that should have happened. And you know what pisses me off even more, right? Is we're getting rumours now that maybe they're going to go into some goofy bullshit where Alexa's going to win the tag titles with Lily. So if they... this And what worries me even more, is it sounds like an outlandish theory, but what worries me even more is that is exactly the type of thing WWE would do to Natty. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, you hold the titles for a week so that we can then have you lose to a puppet. That's definitely the type of thing they do to it. So I'm actually a bit worried that that might be a thing. I know. Why but... do you put these things out into the universe? I don't know. Every time you do it. So, all in all, it was an okay ish SmackDown. Always better than Raw. I'm going to give it a two. I think that's generous. Um, I'm going to oh, give it one and a half. <laughs> fuck you. Um, no, let's, let's be honest, right? As much as it's well... paid by numbers, mm-hmm. the Roman stuff is being set up nicely see i don't know if it is and to be honest i felt like it was a really weak go home show this was the final chance we had to make people buy for backlash right and did it did it really do the job of that um i don't know personally um i'm like, just looking at like if you look at at least the main feud and this is why it makes me give it a two because you go the opening promo as much as i hate the fact that it's an opening promo and it's the same people every time you know it it made a lot of sense it worked really well it helped it's push kind of cesaro shit though, isn't it? it's kind i know of like, it is it is because i'm just not a bitch changed, you're a bitch and you've just changed bitch. um jay for jimmy yeah. but what i did like the opportunity was for cesaro to be like well come on then bitch mm-hmm. I know he didn't exactly say that, but like, you know, it was straight to the point of like, well, all right, if you think that you're the man and you can beat me, 
then come and do it kind of thing. And I like that. So it went straight into Jimmy and Cesaro for the main event. And then that gets to the point. And then we go, we crack on with Backlash. And I quite like those bits, even though, you know, it was all like, did I know the result of the main event? Yeah, it did. And was the promo exactly what you thought it'd be? Yeah, it was. But sometimes that, that merits. Sometimes you need it to be exactly what it should be. You know? Mm. Yeah. I get it. I just think um, for a go-home show, I can't give it one and a half Fine. for me. And that was this week. And we get to regale you all with our thought WrestleMania backlash. Right the following noise. You're watching or listening. to A to the K. 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 These guys are awesome. Check it out. Check it out. Change your life. You'll be thanking me later. 